Welcome back. Yesterday at this time, we talked with State Senator Andy Menard. Today, we are joined by his Republican challenger in that state Senate race. Seth McMillan is live on the line with us. Seth, welcome back to the program. Great to have you here. Really appreciate your time. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. Well, I want to begin. Uh, the governor actually had an event today in Springfield where a number of Republican legislative candidates were on hand. You were not there. This was about the uh, the People's Pledge and the governor wanting uh, candidates to sign in support of term limits and also if they're in the House vowing yep. not to support Mike Madigan. Uh, in yep. particular reason, you weren't there. And are you on board with what the governor's uh, calling for? Yeah, I mean, I'm on board with those, uh, those issues. I w- actually had another engagement in Decatur this morning, so I couldn't make it, but it's my understanding that we're going to have an event similar to that with some uh, some of the candidates over in the Decatur area um, uh, later on this month. So you are backing uh, term limits. We'd like to see that on the Illinois Constitution to, to be, be imposed for elected officials uh, around the state, executive officers and, and legislat- legislators as well? Absolutely. And even if that does not happen, are you yourself taking a term limits pledge? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm. I already have a career. I'm not looking to do this as a career. I I'm looking to do this as as somebody that just wants to um, that, that wants to make the state better for the future for uh, for my children and and um, you know I I'm I'm comfortable with saying that you know eight to ten years if I happen to get elected and and I think that other um, legislators should do the same. If you get elected, you're going to be working with some people who have been there quite a bit longer, including potentially the guy who'd be leading your caucus uh, as a Republican state senator, Bill Brady. He's been there quite a mm-hmm. bit longer than ten years. Should he step down? No, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to say that somebody should step down. I think I think people um, I think people can make their own decision as, as far as if, if you know. Obviously, some some people don't agree with term limits. Um, I, I happen to agree with term limits. I think that having fresh uh, faces and fresh ideas is the way um, the way our government was founded. I don't think that it was meant to be a lifelong career for people in politics. I think that's part of the reason why we're not able to get things done in government. Then why not call on someone like Bill Brady to step down? If, if you believe in term limits and that's the way it should go, why, why should well, he not, not step down? Look, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into this. this well, no, I guess. But of, I'm. I'm trying to understand the rationale for for trim limits. You said people can make up their own minds on it, which obviously they can. But they can, yeah. So why do we need term the limits? Rationale then? for term limits. The rationale for term limits is is the the idea that um, that public service should be public service. It should not be a career a, of of twenty, thirty, forty years and um, that's that's my belief. I believe that in in my heart that that's how public service should operate. And um, I, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call on individual uh, people to step down. Um, but you have I an ad, that, you have an ad out this week that calls career politicians cockroaches. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that reflects the way people feel about uh, people that hang around politics for too long and bicker and fight with each other and and don't get things done um for their constituents um that's a message that resonates Uh, i don't think i'm alone in having that 
that feeling. You know, that's one of the reasons I got involved in politics a few years ago on the local level because because things um, were not getting done. Uh, they were raising taxes. They were, um, you know, doing doing things that uh, were hurting, frankly, the economy in Illinois. Um, you know, there's a reason why we are the bottom of 50 states, and that's because we have we have people that are serving their own self-interest and the interests of um, special interests in the state. So that's, you know, the reason, the way to get rid of that is to have term limits or fair maps. I mean, I would take a fair map amendment over term limits, uh, but um, one or the other is going to have to happen in Illinois in order to, um, in order to rid ourselves of, uh, of people that, that are not doing doing the people's work. Talking with Seth McMillan, uh, who is running for the uh, state uh, Senate uh, seat currently held by Andy Menar, uh, either one of those things, uh, while very popular, would take a while to implement either one. We wouldn't see the effects of any change in the maps for at least four more years. Term limits would take another 10 years to actually mm-hmm. see it start to take effect. In the meantime, how would it be different if you were our state senator from uh, the 40th District as, uh, as opposed to Andy Menar? What, what would you do differently, and how would you achieve some of the objectives that you've set out? Well, I mean, obviously, we'd be working with a, a Democratic majority, so I would, I would work with the other side to, um, to try to get as much done as I could. Now, I think the, the most important thing is that I'd represent the people in my district, and the people in my district don't agree with Andy Menard's voting record. Um, and that's clear by the... The polling data that we have, um, we we have uh, a district that is that is conservative, that doesn't believe in sanctuary states, abortion, tax increases, the list goes on. And those are those are positions that Andy Menard has taken. Um, and so my goal would be to represent the the values and the the interests of my my district, um, and that that would be my goal. And I think. Um, by chipping away one seat at a time, whether it's in the House or the Senate, um, that's how we're going to change things in Illinois. Um, so uh, tell me what would be a top priority for you if you're elected that you that would reflect those views in your district, things that people support that they're not getting right now from Andy Menard? Well, the, the top priority for me would be stopping another tax increase, uh, or trying to stop a, a, a mileage tax um, that, that J.B. Pritzker and, and, and others are talking about. Um, and the other thing would be to, to try to advocate for, um, for repealing um, things like HB 40 and, and, um, and trying to stand up against uh, further legislation that would, that would uh, push Illinois towards being a sanctuary state. Um, those are things that people in the 48th district, um, they don't agree with those those issues. They don't agree with the direction that um, Democrats in Illinois have pushed our state. And uh, those are the, those are the issues that I would 
would stand up against. Let's talk about the the tax issue. Even the governor uh, proposed and signed off on a budget that spends every penny of the tax increase that was enacted a year ago. And even spends more. And uh, so uh, how do we fix that? Because, I I mean, where would you start cutting that budget? Well, Jim, we're we're not going to talk about, we're going to talk about growing our economy. And that is the you know, everybody immediately wants to talk about, well, where would you cut? Where would you cut? Well, we need to grow our economy. We've lost so many people in Illinois that we could possibly lose one, maybe two congressional seats uh, in our state. And that's those are a lot of taxpayers. They're no longer here uh, working and paying taxes. Um, that's what we have to reverse. We have to have to reverse that trend. Um, and in order to do that, I think we need to have a balanced budget going forward. Um, and, and eventually we can talk about um, trying to trying to bring that tax rate back down. Um, and we also need to talk about corporate tax rates. We need to talk about um, the death tax in Illinois. That's, that's something that's important to a lot of farmers and business owners, uh, that they have worked to create um, a farm or a business that they want to pass on to the next generation. Um, those are issues that we can work on in Illinois that we could hopefully um, get people to want to stay here and want to uh, build businesses here. And that's ultimately how we're going to balance our budget uh, in the long term. And we're going to be able to fund some of the programs that are important to people in this state. Can you can um, you do that? I want to advocate for. Can you do that and also address the unfunded pension liability? I think the unfunded pension liability would be addressed over time as we grow our economy. Um, you know, right now we need to just make sure we fully fund those payments. I think it's a shame that politicians over the last couple of decades have, um, instead of taking care of state employees the way they should have. Um, you know, to me, as a, as a small business owner, taking care of your employees is, is, should be the number one priority. It is for me because if I don't take care of my employees, I don't, I'm not able to do business. And um, it seems to me that the state of Illinois has, um, has put other priorities ahead of, of taking care of employees, and that needs to change. Um, and, uh, you know, the unfunded pension liability is going to have to work itself out over time as we as we grow the economy in Illinois and uh, try to build our tax base. That's the only way that's going to be solved um, over a period of time. One of the bills that Andy Menar uh, supported, it was vetoed by Governor Bruce Rauner uh, a few weeks back, was the bill mm-hmm. that would have set uh, a higher minimum uh, annual salary for teachers, mandated that mm-hmm. uh, eventually up to $40,000 a year. What are your thoughts right. on that legislation, and should that veto be overridden? Well, I think that, you know, obviously teachers need a fair wage. Uh, the wage set by statute now is is way too low. I think that the legislation that was vetoed uh, called for 32,000 minimum, which also included um, the pension um, contribution from the school district as well. But I look at this as a as a local uh, control issue. I was on a school board for eight years where I was on the negotiating committee three times, and we um, the the local union and the school district 
uh, got along well uh, in those negotiations. We were able to to do what we needed to do uh, to take care of our teachers the best we could. Um, and I, I just I don't like to see um, additional mandates on school districts. Um, we I think local school districts and local union representatives should be able to come to an agreement. Um, you know, and that, that's why we have arbitration and we have, uh, we have local boards and local union reps. Um, so, I mean, I'm not against setting a minimum wage. I just, I would prefer that, that local boards and local unions take care of those issues as, as they see fit. Uh, before I let you go, uh, l- just let people know you, you've talked again about the need to grow the Illinois economy, uh, get it more active and vibrant, more job creation. What are your other major priorities if you are, in fact, elected in November? Well, my other major priorities are, are to continue to, to, to make sure that downstate Illinois gets our fair share. Um, I, I don't like, you know, when I see in a budget that that the Chicago Regional Transit Authority uh, is getting hundreds of millions of dollars to pay off bonds in Chicago instead of going into road work downstate. But but can, um, I, but can I ask on that? Because uh, there was a study out recently from the Paul Simon Public Policy Institute down at SIU Carbondale, which says that actually downstate Illinois gets much more back in tax revenue than we pay in compared to Chicago, which actually gets less in tax revenue than it pays in. You're correct about the study, but that study is taking into consideration everything. I'm talking specifically about about the road fund, and I'm talking specifically about an RTA bailout to pay out bonds. Um, that's, you know, the study that you're talking about is taking into consideration um, everything that, that comes in and goes out. Um, as far as state aid and, and that type of thing. Um, I want to be, I want to see, um, more road work in downstate Illinois. I want to see laborers and people going back to work to build up our infrastructures so so we can grow a downstate economy. Um, our downstate communities are hurting. I mean, take a drive around my district and see, um, you know, it's sad that, that we have communities that are, are um, are losing population. There's there's not enough opportunity, um, and and being able to fix our infrastructure is a big part of that. Um, I want to see um, our our downstate, um, you know, power generation abilities. You know, we I've I've been talking to some people about solar and wind opportunities in my home county, which is exciting for us. Um, so those are the types of, of things that I want to work on um, to be able to get the policies in place, to be able to grow um, downstate Illinois. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate the study that Paul Simon Institute did, but, but I think there are some specific areas that, that we're not getting attention before I let you go, I have to ask you about the report that was on WCIA uh, last night yeah. about uh, uh, monies that your company received from the Taylorville School District while you were on the school board and said that the proper disclosures weren't filed. Uh, you indicated you're in the process of, uh, of submitting amended reports. Just real quickly, mm-hmm. though, uh, how, how did it come about that you wound up getting that business from the school district while you were on the school board, and is there any conflict there? Yeah, I'll tell you how. Um, my company donated at cost material and labor 
Um, it was voted on by the full school board. There was nothing done behind closed doors. You know, I, I you know, the Democrat Party is going to try to make this out to be the next Watergate scandal. And it's really ridiculous. Um, I was reimbursed for services that we did, uh, which, by the way, I'm, I was the only local contractor that was licensed and insured to do uh, those types of uh, treatments on our local football field. And uh, I was reimbursed for that. It was done in an open board meeting. And I and in in all the the things that I <laughs> I do to to run a business and and everything I'm involved with, I I didn't um, I, I forgot to to file that. Um, and to be frank about it, I didn't I didn't realize that the amount had been high enough to where I had to disclose it. Um, but we're talking about um, small amounts. That, that went towards fertilizer and weed control applications on our high school football field. And, um, you know, we're, we're taking care of that. It's, uh, it's an issue that, um, that uh, I should have disclosed. And, um, you know, that, that's, uh, that should be the end of it after we get those things finished. I appreciate you addressing it. If people want to learn more about your candidacy, where can they go online to do that? Uh, SethMcMillan.com. Seth McMillan, Republican candidate in the 48th State Senate District, running for the seat currently held by Andy Menard. Really appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you.